Hello, welcome to the Extremely Good Podcast. I am Frida. I am Erica. <laughs> and we're both extremely gay. And Speak this is for a yourself, podcast. bitch. I just wanted to say it myself. I'm extremely gay. Wow. During Pride <laughs> Month, how dare you? So today, oh, well, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, we're recapping oh, yeah. uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 8. We're now on episode 6. Yeah, so and today I finally know about something more than Frida does. <laughs> yes, and actually more than um, no offense, but I think a lot of the people on the show did because I know a offense lot taken about John Crawford. Offense actually, taken. Wow. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, this episode is the Rusical episode, and it is Joan Crawford themed, which is very exciting. But and I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah get ready guys. frida's already been like can you keep it you know let's keep, keep it, it short short keep and it. snappy you know and i said you're gonna have to cut me off bitch yep i'm gonna go and you're done <laughs> cut um but yeah so we start off the episode per usual um seeing what everybody voted for um and i think no surprise here everybody had voted for kahana um i mean i guess a little surprised just seeing it be unanimous like yeah unanimous but one yeah i mean i she wasn't didn't vote for herself you know? yeah exactly which is fair but i guess i wasn't surprised i was kind of expecting that honestly and i she think just this was got just lucky. maybe the first unanimous vote that I've seen. um i want to say yes yeah i think it's the first fully unanimous there's been some that are were close but I think this is the one. The also, one. man, every week it's just like yeah. Kahana teetering on the edge. Also, there is just like a drag race. I don't even know what to call it, but like if you're in the bottom three times, you're going home. Like that just is the rule of yes. drag race. So. Final destination is coming for you. <laughs> yes. So um, she, uh, she got lucky this time. Um, and Jimbo feels embarrassed about losing the lip sync because it's the third lip sync that she's lost. And I don't think she should feel bad. She's getting put up against these like lip sync pros. Like they're lip sync assassins for a reason, you know? Yeah. And like nobody is the best at everything. It was interesting to me though to finally like actually get to hear her perspective though. Yeah. I wasn't sure if she was like, I did great. You know, or yeah, or like I don't really care about lip sync or whatever. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I, yeah, I feel kind of sad for her that and, she feels embarrassed about it. Yeah, and like I don't think she should, but also I understand because like I would. Yeah, but I'm also really hard on myself, and I and she is too. <laughs> yeah, I totally. But yeah, I don't think she has anything to be embarrassed about. If anything, I think we've also talked about how we think she's improving every time. Absolutely. So she's getting better um it just makes me think of one time when i i had an audition and it was supposed to be an acting audition but like actors who could also dance and i do have seven years of ballet training Mm -hmm. but uh i got there and i was the only person who was not a ballerina yeah like professional dancer who could also act and so I had to do an audition learning choreography with fucking ballerinas and I'm the oh only one. It was, it was humiliating. Yeah. Because I'm good at ballet if nobody who is actually good at ballet is around. 
and yeah it was so fucking embarrassing that's the thing i'm a good dancer i'm good at picking up choreography compared to people who don't dance like, yeah so it's like you are suddenly are like thrown in with the people who are the fucking best at it yeah. and can throw themselves on the ground like they have no bones i, I don't know yeah you can't compare yourself to that no it's okay jimbo it's yes we've been there um but yeah so and this is also our first episode without heidi which yeah. is very sad uh but immediately um candy tries to like swash whatever beef heidi started about like you know talking about candy which was true i did um, not feel like she was squashing beef i felt she like she was trying to i think she was like oh let's not think about that let's not like I that's feel like not she true was bringing all up all over it because i had to ask you i'm like what is she talking about and you explain i'm like again like heidi left is over stop talking yeah like, but to them that was that just happened i'm gonna get like, over yourself bitch. like that same afternoon so they're still talking about it get over this one thing that <laughs> but i think one person she's worried that now people she's has a target on her back because she is gonna like strategize against certain people yeah uh, which she is i guess she was so learned worried. this episode she is yeah she's um, concerned about people saying the truth about her yeah and then just was that way openly on national television that's very strange to me yeah but anyways moving on to the maxi challenge the main talk of the episode are Joan Crawford, Rusical, Mommy Dearest. Um, so they're, I guess they're calling it Joan the Unauthorized Rusical. Great name. Um, and we did look up to see is Christina Crawford still alive? She is. She's 84. I guess yeah. she did not authorize this. <laughs> no, it's unauthorized. Like, Personally, I don't think my child abuse should be turned into a musical. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, honestly. I probably, yeah. I wouldn't I, be thrilled about that This either. sounds really bad, but I was, like, hoping she was not alive for this. So, she, I don't know that she watched this. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, maybe she finds I it entertaining. I felt a little better laughing about this when I assumed Christina, that she was dead. Right, right in. Let us know. <laughs> no. Christina, I hope you have no idea any of this is happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, they're all going to play Joan in different stages of her career. Uh, from early career to very late stage. Um, a 50-year-long career. Yeah, it is. It's a long one. Quite fucking impressive. And they also announced the runway category of the night, which is the Night of a Thousand Grace Jones. Um, Lala Rue was like, great, I just did that. I can wear my same outfit. <laughs> Literally. Um, but then they start assigning uh, roles and kind of trying to divide between each other. Um, I... My notes are okay on this, so we might have to correct ourselves later, but maybe we talk about it more when they actually perform. But there was, there was, they were pretty clear directions like, I want this, you want this. There wasn't, there was like one fight about, um, uh, which I think is the only thing like really that stuck out to me while picking roles is, um, Candy and Jessica both wanted the wire hanger yeah song and they had to audition for it yeah. like they did the like mini audition and neither of them can sing we learned very quickly um so that was pretty entertaining i thought but it was like only one of them is gonna kill you in your sleep if she doesn't get what she wants and we all know who that is yeah i was like um, okay candy i guess you can have it <laughs> yeah so candy got it um and for this um as with uh all, all stars musical not 
uh, regular Drag Race seasons, they record the song themselves. Because um, if you remember in season 15, they don't sing. They just lip sync. Yeah. And I'm glad they do record it themselves because yeah, um, it almost, I don't know, like it wouldn't be hard enough otherwise. Yeah. And they're seasoned enough like they should be able so to like it's not even, considering how much auto-tune they definitely <laughs> all receive, like it's... <laughs> It's not that hard. Also, we regardless. heard Candy and Jessica sing with like no auto tune or nothing, and they sounded good in the Rusical. We heard them, and and Kahana, Kahana. Oh my God, Kahana. I okay. I wasn't sure that could be turned into something, but it did. And it did. I was shot. Those post production. I hope they are grateful. They better be paid well. Yeah. <laughs> um. The one thing I have noted here, which I know we talked about while watching it, is Alexis is wearing this black crown. Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> it looks why like a Burger wearing, King crown? Yeah, a Burger King. I know like, this is popular. Is the Burger King at a funeral? It's popular. I've. This is not the first time I've seen this type of crown. This is the first time I have. Seen. I also just saw it where worn in a cool way by um, Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. Bella Ramsey is also wearing a, a Burger black King cr- crown, but a it's, black crown like that. Yeah. I wonder, do they even still like give out the Burger King crowns? Um, yeah, I think so. So we could just go get them, paint them black, and we're cool. Yeah, if you want to cosplay as Alexis, um, then you could do that. No, I want to pretend I'm just like a separate person who is cool. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also not not honestly just when we know what your hair looks like, this. <laughs> It oh was God. not the best way to, you know, you're accentuating the baldness, which, you know, if you're for yeah. it, go for it. Like, great. Good for you. But it's definitely accentuating that. I, I, okay. If you don't want them, Alexis, then you don't want them and I'm happy for you. But I would want hair plugs. I would want a toupee. Yeah. I mean, hair plugs are like. More longer term, but Fuzzy, she's got a good set like up by her forehead and like in yeah, the front. You just plug whatever. Yeah, needs maybe plugging. she has. Maybe that's why it's good there. Oh well, then you should get more of that. <laughs> I don't know. Back. I don't know her life. Um, I don't know. She definitely seems like somebody who had gray hair and is holding on to the part of it that's still great. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, we can see the part that isn't. Yeah. Well, the crown was like maybe not the best choice. Uh, yeah, like it should have a top on it. <laughs> she wears hats all the time i feel like i feel so mean but also I feel like awful but like she chose this hairstyle on tv she chose it well see though at least even if she's like proudly owning a grape for her love i doubt that. it i doubt it based on her personality but also yeah. um her hair is so styled that it seems yeah. like it looks like you forgot that you are bald yeah because everything is so perfect and styled and then that's just out there you know and i get it i'm pretty sure i mentioned last week that i've um years of my life pretty much where i only styled the front half of my hair because it's like yeah. i can't see the back and i can't even imagine it yeah um but if i was going on tv i would ask people like be honest with me what should i do about this yeah yeah and you know but teach their own yeah uh anyway so they record their songs um, then they were going to do choreography with Adam Shankman, who I love, did Hairspray, also was a choreographer and a judge, I think, on So You Think You Can Dance. That's mainly what I know him from, uh. um, because I was a huge uh, fan of that show. Um, Frida was a dance major. I sure was, and I no longer 
<laughs> dancer. Well, yeah. I mean, I am. And but I was like, a poli sci major. I'm not anymore either because we're not in school. We're adults. I know. I'm just my my dancing abilities are slowly fading, which is a little sad. Um, ah, you could get it back anytime you want. Yeah. You can, do a re- you can do a recital for me anytime you want. Thank you so much. That's can I do a recital for you anytime I want? You have to schedule it, but yeah, sure. That's not anytime I want, but I know. It, it's <laughs> If it was like a weekend and I gave you enough wine, you would love me. Oh, I would let you anytime. That's totally fine. That's so um, loving. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, you got just got a little peek into our lives at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's great or horrible, depending on who you are. Yeah um but so they do the choreography um couple people like lala was really killing it james i think we've seen this before but james it has two left feet like james cannot yeah pick up choreography although i think it turned out fine um and jessica acted all innocent like as if she'd never danced before and she's clearly taken dance class because she was like got it picked it up did it and they were like oh wow yeah he asked are you a dancer she's like i think so and then she's like, bah, here's my high kicks, and I have eight foot long legs. She's like, like potable Ray who? I was like, okay. I was like, can you imagine having legs that long? Like, Yeah. No, I can't. My legs are very short. I'm so... You have long legs? What are you talking about? But not for a drag queen. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. That's the thing. Like, I'm slightly taller than average for uh, people assigned female at birth in the united states i'm short as fuck for a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is sad yeah sad um but yeah and then jimbo we are also know clearly is not the strongest answer and neither is candy but candy kind of pulled it out i will say um surprisingly so yeah yeah and then we find out get there I have so we'll many get, thoughts. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, turns out, so when they're getting ready, they're kind of talking about past musicals and what their musicals in their original seasons. And it turns out that both Jimbo and Candy went home during their musical episode on their like past seasons. So this is a little like triggering for them, <laughs> um, which is understandable. I know some people that like they like there were some people that had never done snatch game before like they you know didn't do good in snatch game and that's usually like they're nervous about it that's how i would feel about like a sewing challenge oh yeah i would not be able to pull that off like oh god this is my bag yeah. bag bags thing. <laughs> you would be like lala with the gift bags 100 percent, which is why <laughs> i have made fun of her very little for it <laughs> You know your strengths. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then we get to the actual performance. Rue is wearing nice, like, turquoise blue dress with all these, like, gold um, jewelry and stuff. It looks, Rue looks like a statue. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I love this look. It's ridiculous. I adore I it. I love it. Yeah. And then Adam Shankman is a guest judge. No surprise. He was the choreographer. It makes sense. Um, and... Then we get to the musical. Which I will say, um, although I'm going to have a lot of notes, um, <laughs> I loved it. Overall, like, I loved it. Okay, I, I enjoyed think we need it to preface this with, a lot. Uh, when I first, like, watched it, I was like, they're all great. This is a really good musical and overall A+, plus, you know, yeah. for everyone. I found it wildly entertaining. My favorite musical that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Nobody was bad. No. No. And they Some all people were surprisingly through. good. Yes. And for me, my notes mostly ended up being about like 
the quality of their Joan Crawford impression. <laughs> yes, this was the focus. And um, we was Which like was not a, f- a few days to think about it more, and then we w- watched it again. I feel even more confident in judging it that way. Yeah, we will. We'll t- we can get into the judging, but I was a little surprised of like how they were judging this episode in terms of like. You know, we've done Cher before. We've done other celebrities. And they're often very picky about looking like the celebrity. And, like, uh, RuPaul will be picky about, like, is, is that's not the qu- quite right warble in the voice for the Cher impression. Yeah. I know with Cher, they were very, like, it was yeah. down to the voice. And, like, Madonna, they were, like... Oh, good. The people who gave themselves a front tooth gap and stuff. And then, yeah, this or this, they didn't seem they didn't bring it up. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. They didn't seem to give a shit, which I think, I mean, I guess we'll get to the two, <laughs> is because then they would have to admit that they just did not want to praise Alexis. Yep. Who <laughs> did a great fucking Joe Crawford. Come on. The makeup was fantastic. Like, yeah. Well, let's they go were through. like, we can't have, we can't admit that that was good because. We don't like this theater kid energy. We can get to your theater uh, kids always much must lose in the musical. We do have a musical theater conspiracy theory. Yes, I do. Gate kid gate. <laughs> I guess we should call it. Um, because kid this, gate sounds bad. Yeah, musical theater. Well, if you say it, musical theater, we just don't have to have gate. gate. Yeah, we don't have to have gate. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no gates. Um, but. You know, I just have a conspiracy theory that RuPaul hates theater kids. <laughs> yes, which we have some we have some evidence. We have some good evidence for Strong. this. Wrong. Yeah, because and I tweeted about it and got like three likes. So few people <laughs> so definitely people agree. agree. But yeah, like clearly they weren't huge fans of Alexis, and um, Alexis was robbed. <laughs> wow. Uh, but this also happened with, if you remember, with our dear Jan for the musical theater episode or performance um crushing yeah soul crushing meme worthy was so sure that this <laughs> she was, was gonna win yeah and she was great she was great i don't know like she really was and rupaul's basically like that was nice bye <laughs> bye um and instead and it's like i was because i know Gigi won that one and it and i love i love Gigi's performance so i wasn't yeah. like well that's not fair or anything but I could see, especially from Jan's perspective, like this isn't even what Gigi is good at. Gigi was so like worried about sucking it that this is what I am good at. This is my well, thing. Also, oh, both her and Alexis are like professionals. Like you can tell. And clearly there's something about that that I think RuPaul doesn't like. And it's like, eh, it's not like maybe it's too musical theater and not enough drag for her. And it's like the know. earnest wanting it too much. Yeah. And I get it because I want to beat up theater kids too. <laughs> Wow, you heard it here first. I also was one, duh. Like, yeah. and I, and I hate hated myself. You know, it's complicated. Yeah. Is this a? Does <laughs> Rupaul have like this a is secret? All for your uh, un- like unpack performance of Pippin in her past or something that she doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know about. All right, so starting with Kahan, I feel like we go through each like performance a little bit. Um, was early early career joan flapper joan yes mgm joan i guess is what they're calling it um very old hollywood very glam um i thought she did like pretty good i mean if you then started compared to others 
maybe not the strongest but oh for her i thought this was pretty good honestly i was shocked yeah i was shocked how well she took the choreography and learned it. yeah and was selling it with her face like she's a better performer than i was giving her credit for i didn't think she was gonna be yeah looking at her acting challenges before like i didn't think she would pull through but she really did yeah she did a much better job than i honestly thought she was capable of my bad yeah um i do also want to say something that i think both helped and hurt her is that people most people don't realize that this era of joan is unrecognizable as joan so it doesn't uh, Kahana did not need to be doing a Joan Crawford impression whatsoever, did not need to look like Joan Crawford, because if you see a picture of Joan Crawford in this era, you will not recognize her. Yeah. She is unrecognizable, <laughs> like for the, uh, compared to the rest of her career. Yeah. Um, And so, but I think that also hurt her because people don't necessarily know that. So yeah. they're going like, oh, this isn't recognizable as Joan, though, you know? Like, sure, Kahana did okay, but, like, where's the Joan? You would be thinking that if you were looking at Joan. Like, look up, uh, like, a clip of Joan Crawford. Like, (laughs) probably if you look up, like, Joan Crawford flapper dance on YouTube, you will find a clip, because there are some, and she's amazing. She's fucking fantastic. And you will be squinting to be like, where's the mommy dearest in this? Like she yeah, it's looks very different. And it's like, and it's high energy and glamorous. And honestly, in that way, Kahana did a, a great job. Well, I think it's a perfect role for her because that comes very easily to her. Like people might think that she did that because that comes easy to her, but it's because that's what it's actually like. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, I think Kahana did sell the right Joan that, um, she needed to for this era of Joan's career in life. But unfortunately, people just don't know that like Joan's career started so differently from how you would recognize her later on. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then next up we had James who did, which a lot of them you will see are doing references to Mommy Dearest, but this is the first one. Um, So this is with uh, Christina, the daughter um and on like what's well, the one of them is the press scene from the like kind of showing off the press but it's yeah i think this was really well done like james really got into character and like pulled off the singing and even though james is not a dancer i didn't think it looked bad i thought it looked really good i thought it looked good yeah um and also james had an extra person there i will say that played the daughter that was just like a crew yeah I thought um, one thing I liked about this is that it was automatically recognizable. Yeah. You know you are looking at a Joan Crawford impression. You know. It was very clear. The makeup was there. And to me, like, I think that's important and I think it should have been way more important, like, overall. And I... I certainly was expecting them to take it in consideration. To me, it's kind of baffling and like unjustifiable that it wouldn't be because yeah. Joan Crawford is one of has one of the most iconic looks, literally of all time. Yeah, like objectively, we're talking all the images of women that have ever been seen by uh, yeah. by human beings. There are so many proportionally of her in the specific look that we can recognize, and um you and like 
the with there's the eyebrows and like yeah. you should if you are doing Joan is like with the exception of something like you know flapper Joan yeah it should be obviously fucking Joan and, and eyebrows I feel like are such a uh distinct characteristic. like that's easy honestly yeah. and i don't even i'm not even saying it's easy because i have never tried to draw I mean, on jones eyebrows easy, but they but should like, be there that's if you get the eyebrows right you are like 75 percent on the way towards people recognizing who you're playing yeah so like get the fucking eyebrows right yeah and james really did yes james you uh, you knew who she was playing it was cute it was fun i think she was maybe just um done a little disservice by the song the song is just a little yeah. blah yeah the song wasn't my favorite like no matter who would have sung it you know yeah um but i i thought she did well yeah. and i i like this i liked her performance yeah um and i definitely thought she just put um the requisite effort into exuding joan yes 100 percent. and it was and you know She's cute. Also, I'm just, I just like James. I'm a James stan. I definitely, um, my heart became more and more warmed by James during yeah. episode. Like to the point where episode. even like James out of drag, I'm like, so adorable. James like, so adorable. cute. I know. Like, did I have a single thought like that? But like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but just like James was just a, out of drag, just a person to me, like yeah. in the early episodes. And then James became just like this adorable sweetie that I just like. Yeah, no, James so has really cute. grown on me. Yeah. Say. And um i i think that james was done dirty in this episode and we will get to that i'm very upset yeah (laughs) so now on to the talk of the evening huh (laughs) for you yes um i would say it was the talk of the evening. yeah i mean it was definitely a standout number um like so we can amuse who did the what no wire hangers number um with the no giant hangers hanger. yeah um and for how bad she did in rehearsal for dance i was really impressed with her dance uh, True, like, it, was it all came together and the auto tune was there <laughs> everything the auto tune was doing her so many favors yeah she should have shouted out in her acceptance speech um so frida has not seen mommy dears i made her watch like two scenes before we mm-hmm. recorded this um, and is not like a freak for old Hollywood um, nerd facts like me. Uh, so you are coming into this like without all of the no con- references and stuff. Yeah. So what did you think of it from that sense? And then since I made you watch the scene from the movie yeah. afterwards, what did you think after that as well? I mean, I thought not knowing going into like not really knowing the scene um obviously i know of mommy dearest but not like a lot of details um i i really like the number obviously i figured just by like context clues like you know it's there's the cold cream on the face like there's all these very particular thing that's clearly a reference to the movie but um because it was a musical performance i feel like the main thing i focused on was just like the it was a good song it's catchy song it's good choreography it was a very like dynamic number then watching the scene obviously there were things that weren't that big of a deal to me before then watching the scene with like the spanking with a wire hanger watching it again after that i was like oh it's kind of a 
interesting reference <laughs> for to do it so like lightheartedly and comedically yeah because um, they're beating a child <laughs> in the movie i can't lie i'm conflicted i mean not for it. real but the, yeah i am i think i am genuinely conflicted about it like i mean i don't like you know yeah maybe it's not the most tasteful thing like on I the one like- hand it's so like wrong that it's wild and a hoot and on, it's also like but this is a real child who was beaten by a real mother. Maybe because in the movie, <laughs> they also, it's, I think in the movie, it's very clear that they're beating a pillow. You know, like they're it's true. cutting to a close up of what is like a pillow when they're doing it in the movie. So maybe it's kind of playing off of that because it. The movie is undeniably camp. Yeah, it is yeah. not like a um, realistic and like. Um, tear-jerking portrayal of child abuse. Like, no, it's very clear in the movie that that there's no, like, even if it's, like, a It's stu- not even, like, a body-shaped stun. pillow. No, yeah. yeah. It's just a close-up of You the have line. to remember that the daughter is also there in, yeah. in yellow, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, for that reason, I was less disturbed. If it was, like, more, like, I don't know, gruesome than that in the movie, I might have been like, ooh, okay. I think I'm not going to be able to to decide how i feel about it uh, uh, yeah fine. and like maybe i'll change how i feel about it many times throughout my life maybe i'll think about this for the rest of my life like it's possible mm-hmm. um because also like yeah i i've read mommy dearest i've read um okay uh joan crawford actually has it's not like an autobiography it's more like it's a book of um her entire like life philosophy and you can find it her reading it in audiobook form in like 20 parts on youtube yeah. i don't know i listened to it like eight years ago or something it's fucking fascinating mm-hmm. um so like it's not just a movie scene to me mm-hmm. um just because i know it's not you know sure yeah um but ah i just but it's i don't know it's like i was scandalized watching it because they're, I mean, they're making But I wasn't, like, it, mad, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it's so on the line. Yeah. And... But it is also, it's so camp that it's, like, I, th- you know, it's, like... It is. It, you know... I think it's... It toes the line, for sure. I would say, for me, it is on the, it is on the camp side mm-hmm. that, like... Or else, I, I like, I, I would be mad, I guess. You know, it's, like... Yeah, or I'm upset. Not. I know I'm not. Yeah. Um... I just, I don't know. It's like, it's still kind of a lot to wrap my brain around, like beating a child, turning into a a, a dance yeah. number. Yeah, for that's fair. Um, gosh, I will say this is definitely, it's the best song. It's the best choreography. This was the highlight number. Yeah, of- she really killed it. And. She did it. Yeah. That's what I'll say. She did it. Mm-hmm. Anyone who was able to do it would um, have emerged as the star of the evening. You know, it's like. Yeah, I think that it was maybe the strongest song from like absolutely. a songwriting perspective and like the just the, the music itself. Like it was it was the best one out of all of them for me. 
Maybe. It has also like the visual. Um, like I can see it in my mind. The little dance move she's doing into yeah. a spank with a giant hanger. The prop was very efficient. Yeah. Used and, like, the staging, the yeah. lighting of it, like. Yeah, and she had good choreography. Really good choreography. Yeah. If anything, it was like this is the scene, um, that the winner will do. You know, <laughs> like unless this somebody sucks ass at this, whoever does this is gonna win. Yeah. Um, and I will say I was surprised by. Um, like how well she performed it, but I was actually like less impressed after we watched the scene and and then watched her performance again because I realized. So I'd kind of been giving her a little more credit than I ended up deciding I want to <laughs> <laughs> regarding like the the like how Joan is this. Because um, when I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, instantly recognizable. The cold cream, the wig, you know, it's like you can tell what uh, who she's playing and what scene is from mm-hmm. and, and all that. But then rewatching the scene, I'm like, you know, actually, she's still more Joan in that scene um, than Candy. Play. Like, the eyebrows still should have been there and they're not. The wig should have been bigger. Like, she kind of just coasted on the cold cream uh too much and then even it just kind of bugged me like uh when she yells like no more wire hangers there's not even a hint of an attempt of a joan voice like yeah i I think that's the thing is like it now we're getting to level where they're also good like you're you can be nitpicky and but clearly but also this was not uh i don't understand why i and i that's why i think this is arbitrary they have changed what they care about randomly because like okay imagine if this was share and then someone does a share impression without doing a share voice at all it would be like get out of here yeah like that's maybe yeah they just they clearly changed the criteria for this challenge to suit who they wanted to do well and who they didn't like it just it feels annoyingly arbitrary again strawberry pants you know um this is we will never outlive strawberry pants. Yeah, because that was my proof uh-huh. that these judging critiques are arbitrary, and you just make them into whatever you want, just to suit yeah. your ends. I mean, it is RuPaul's Drag Race. I know, I know, <laughs> but um, I just lie to me better. I don't know, like <laughs> bamboozle me more. Uh-huh. Um, and so I guess I just wished that, like, yeah, there was a little more effort into making it Joan um because also what's real <laughs> and I know like this isn't important to everyone and it probably isn't that important to you and this is your podcast I'm sorry it's important to me and I have to go on this tiny tiny spiel that uh even when I'm saying making it Joan that's not actually Joan like mommy dearest the caricature of Joan that's not what Joan Crawford really looked like she was not that like freakish looking she wasn't a caricature of herself she was extremely beautiful mm-hmm. um and the just the the character of her played by Faye Dunaway in that movie um has become has supplanted the real Joan Crawford in like our cultural memory mm-hmm. which actually probably is why like turning all of this into a musical is okay because like it's really not the real person. Like, even mm-hmm. when we're 
doing a Joan Crawford look, you're doing a recognizable Joan Crawford impression. It's not a Joan Crawford impression. It's an impression of Faye Dunaway doing Joan Crawford. Mm -hmm. But that that's what's camp. That's what is memorable. Mm -hmm. And um, and it is a fucking riot because like Joan Crawford, obviously horrifying person, like in many ways. Also, um, a very well-regarded person in many ways that is like not mm-hmm. um, what you see in that movie. Like she was all she was known as like a consummate professional, mm-hmm. um, and really, I mean, she was a horror to her family and not everyone else. Yeah. Um, but Faye Dunaway was known to be a fucking nightmare to work with, a nightmare to everybody, mm-hmm. and so there is like this fascinating like. Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford is like is sometimes more Faye Dunaway than Joan Crawford and like Mm -hmm. I do find that kind of fascinating but that means like it's just it's a very specific like character Mm. that's like if you're gonna play it like you should be playing it yeah 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 yeah, I don't don't know why that wasn't a a focus for this challenge or not something they were judged on but it was kind of well, uh, yeah. Of who but, they wanted to go home and who they didn't. That's it. Well, I think we have. Different but it's the answer, right? I mean, it, it is. Yes. Well, but let's get through. Let's though. get through everyone, and then we'll get to the that. Was, hey, that I wrapped up my spiel. That was it. Okay. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> all right. Um, next up, we have Jessica. I don't think you must really love this. No. Um, and I think it was just. It looked like Jessica. It was very like this. If this, if I would have seen this performance in like a silo, like not knowing what it was from, I think it was just Jessica. Like I, it didn't stand out to me as Joan Crawford yeah. or like anything. This could have been a Jessica Wild number for all I cared. Like, yeah, not to say that she was bad, but it just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, um, I felt like if you lined up all of them, uh, and just like. We're like, who, who are all these people? You see them all on, like, Hollywood Boulevard doing a character. Like, yeah. hey, take a picture with me. You would never think, that's a Joan Crawford. No. Um, And she's playing a Joan Crawford from, like, the Very peak era of, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Jessica, but if you're going to be getting this far in All-Stars 8, you should be good enough at makeup to do the eyebrows right so that I recognize you're playing Joan Crawford. Yes, agreed. I'm not saying I could do it, but I didn't. I'm not on All-Stars You're not. You're you know? not on it. Um, and then we had Lala, which this might have been my favorite, honestly, of the whole. Like, I liked Candy Summer a lot, but I think this was my favorite. I, uh, so, this is one of my favorites. I, um, yeah, so I guess we haven't even gone to my other one yet. But, L- no, Lala fucking killed it. Yeah, Lala was so good. The choreography was great. The song is great. And she's instantly recognizable <laughs> as a Joan Crawford. Yes. And more specifically as Mildred Pierce, which is Joan Crawford's Oscar winning role. Yes. That is like, especially when you just look at uh, that. It makes it even more just like unacceptable that she other wasn't. others are not. Yeah. Yeah. She agreed. Nailed it. I, I was so I was so happy to see it, honestly, because I feel like I this is what I like. I've been waiting for Lala to... To really shine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ah, that's why I n- knew I was a fan of you, but I haven't been seeing as much of it as I want. Like, yeah, no, she exactly. killed it. And I thought, like, I thought she was a contender to win it. 
yeah, I definitely, after watching this, I definitely thought so. Um, and then we have the musical theater kid herself, Alexis Michelle. This is my favorite night. <laughs> this is your favorite, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was, that's the thing. I watched, when we watched this again, I looked at it and I realized um, Alexis could have done everyone else's number. No one else could have done Alexis' number, I don't think. I think that's very true. Yeah. Um, it was the hardest number. It's the fastest. Yes. And like this, just the lyrics and everything, like getting that with the character and like really playing it up. I don't and her, and her, her, her makeup and hair and the whole look is yeah. the best done. Yeah. It, it's undeniably a, a Joan Crawford. You're not going to get that confused with anybody no, no, else. You know exactly, you know exactly who she's playing. Yeah. Um, voice, face, everything. Yep. Um, and... I just, I honestly, wait, did we get to say our conspiracy theory yet, or is it time now? We have one more, and then we can do our conspiracy theories. Okay. We have Jimbo left. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I have not, like, sometimes I have not been able to fucking stand Alexis Michelle, but like. I mean, like, I guess we could talk about it now, because we are talking about Alexis. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I have to, like, give credit where credit is due, yeah. and she was great. Yeah. I think I don't necessarily like I'm not an Alexis stan by any means, but she I started is, off as an Alexis hater if anything. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh but like you can't deny that she's talented. She's really good at musical theater. She nailed the character. Um and no matter what you feel about her personality outside of like the challenges. Um and um yeah. And like she can make her face into the prettiest fucking face you've ever looked at. Yeah. Not saying that it's not just a pretty face. Of course it is. Yeah. It helps to have a good camp. But like she's, especially since we've seen, she wasn't always as amazing with makeup as she is now. She's it's like kind of cool. Little, she's yeah, amazing. Really good. Yeah. And, um, and this was, a, it was a great Joan. Yes. So yeah, my conspiracy theory <laughs> is, uh, considering how, uh, Alexis Michelle was snubbed this time in a very, Simply Jan fashion. Yes. I just think uh, RuPaul hates theater kid energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, did we not mention this like a little earlier too? But, um, but yeah, because of the, the Jan incident, I just feel like there's clearly something about it that RuPaul just doesn't like. Yeah. And. Because they were both really good in their challenges and. Oh yeah, we did end up talking about it. We talked about it because we talked about the meme. We talked about everything. I just remember that I wanted to talk about it and you're like, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think we ended up talking about it. We couldn't help ourselves. You're right. You're um, right. But I, I have been a little bit of a broken record in life. I've talked about this a lot lately. Yeah. But. Because um, also like, I can't stand that energy about Alexis Michelle either. But you and can't yet, deny that she's talented. And especially in this. Yeah. I still am not going to deny her when she wins. Maybe it's like RuPaul doesn't want to give it to the musical theater kids because he doesn't want to like let them have the satisfaction knowing that they like they're professionals. They're really good at this. Um, yeah. there. It just feels like something about the fact that I know like this is so important to you. You're never going to get it. And that's yeah. Like maybe it's like that. But um, but yeah. And then I think um, this like. To me, the Alexis, more- Michelle, and Lala Ree should have been top two. Y- yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think the further we get into, like, more and more seasons of this, the more 
I feel like, and this is maybe just like being cynical, but it feels like they already know who they want should win. And so based off of that, they will choose what they care about in different challenges. They will lean a certain way with types of challenges so that like this like season, I don't know if we said it on the podcast, but you and I definitely talked about it. There's a lot of um, comedy challenges. There's a lot of acting challenges and certain other season that's been like, it's all sewing challenges and fashion yeah. challenges. And um, then, you know, someone like Kahana, uh, you can just like see the disappointment on her yeah, face every she again. Has no opportunity to do well. Yeah, and that's exactly why I was so impressed with Kahana. It was like, yeah, damn, she ha- managed to do well, uh, in like the fourth challenge in a row that is like not in her wheelhouse. Yeah, like it's very clear that like you know, in this type of like, Kahana is all fashion. This is not her season. There are other seasons, maybe more regular seasons than All Stars, where like someone who is more of a fashion queen will do better because the challenges are just more uh that way like yeah. it, it's more about the fashion it's more about the sewing it's more they, about they're not gonna like Kahana win it feels like they no. want Jimbo to win they definitely want I think they want Jimbo like, to thank win thank god I like Jimbo it. so like yeah or else I would be so I love in- Jimbo yeah me too like oh my also, god if this whole season was orchestrated to make somebody win who I didn't like like I would uh, be so pissed but no I would love for Jimbo to win also, I just feel like orchestrate it better with like what kind of challenges and stuff and not yeah. just like fluctuating but I think uh, standards. I they like have that. to because if you think about it, because they're putting the elimination process into the participants' hands, they have to be very strategic because if Jimbo's in the bottom, they are gonna, Jimbo might be sent home and they don't have any control over it. But they could also like not put Jimbo in the bottom. But, you know. what? Um, yeah. Or, you know, RuPaul just, like, sends a little text to everyone. I'll break your kneecaps if you vote for my baby, you know? <laughs> also, fun fact that I learned um, is, you know, the shirt that Jimbo wears in all her um, interviews? It's, like, uh, stars and, like, fringes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's worn that in every single, inter- like, season that she's been in for interviews. Wow, that's yeah. a commitment to a look. Someone did like a side by side, and obviously she's gotten some work done, so she's just looking younger <gasps> and younger and younger, <laughs> but in the same shirt, and it's wonderful. I love it. That's funny. Yeah, I'll have to find it and show it to you. Um, but speaking of Jimbo, speaking of, um, what what did you think of Jimbo's I performance? Thought this was good. Like maybe not the best out of all of them. Um, I thought it was funny. I don't think Jimbo's strong suit is dancing, obviously. So it was kind of a tough challenge for her. But I think the song was really funny. I think she played the character well. And um, she pulled it off. Um, because they're all, like, so talented now. It's They're all neck and neck. Jimbo wasn't number one for me this time. But I still liked it. Yeah. I think if you are judging this as a dance challenge, then, yeah. <laughs> then it's not gonna be good but like i wasn't um no. i first of all i thought hollywood hack superstar is just uh, so funny. funny it just like made me giggle i like it mm-hmm. um and uh they definitely like gave jimbo easy choreography but that also worked with like the era of you know this is yeah um um, th- this, this is, is her older stuff, like older age, like older ladies sitting in old. like, it was like, wasn't it, uh, isn't it from 
Was it also mommy? Whatever or happened it? to baby Jane? Yeah. And she lo- and uses a wheelchair. Like, yeah, she uses a wheelchair in that. And that I have seen. Um, yes. For the record. Thank God. <laughs> um, so, like, it didn't bother me that she, like. No. I, honestly, it, it bothers me actually whenever they play old ladies who can, like, drop it low. Because I'm like, my niece can't do I that. Fuck off. I very smart of Jimbo to pick that character. Yes, yes. And I think that was intentional. Um, And, yeah, so, like, I was totally fine with the fact that, like, the the dancing was was fitting to, like, yeah. the song and the character. She's an old hag. Yeah, um, I think it works. And I thought it was fun. Yeah. And you still, you can instantly recognize this is a Joan Crawford, and it's Joan Crawford and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. And that is a requirement as far as I'm concerned. Yes, so... I think she gets points for that. Then we move to the runway, which is the night of a thousand Grace Joneses, starting with Kahana, had this like beautiful kind of take on um, one of Grace Jones's looks. So they're basically copying a look from Grace Jones and like replicating it in their kind of own fashion, but very similar for the most part. Um, it was like a rose on her head and she had kind of just crystallized it basically with the rhinestones. It was beautiful. Um, I thought this was fucking awesome. Yeah. It I thought she did a great job of taking a recognizable Grace Jones look, making it still a recognizable Grace Jones look, yeah. but turning it into a, a Kahana like, Vegas Kahana on it. outfit, yeah. like a pretty genius mix of the two. Like I thought it was really cool. Um, and then we had James, um, which was an unfortunate outfit. It didn't quite fit. Um, yeah. the tights were too big and it's like, it was, I don't know what that material is called, but it's like the shiny, like, yeah, it's like the eighties leggings <laughs> material. I don't even know. Lycra maybe. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like Lycra on spandex, but, like but it, I don't metallic. think it's either of those. Yeah, yeah it's but like it's like kind of cheap looking and unforgiving. Yeah, and they were too big. Um, and like I know she said she lost weight, but then either start yeah. eating more or take in all your clothes. She is a great seamstress. Take yeah. take your clothes and you have a sewing machine there. I know you have a sewing machine there. Take it in. Yeah. Like anything. I know you don't have a lot of time. Probably. Adderall all night or, you know, I don't care. <laughs> Um, i obviously have gary advice i'm like eat more and gain more weight or do adderall all night long i don't know (laughs) but yeah also just like i mean it wasn't a super cute look to begin with like it it was like close to the look of grace jones but i don't know that i was a fan of the original look as much either yeah i wasn't really. but james certainly didn't make it better like it was just covering her waist. There was no shape. And then that the pants were too big. Drag was, doesn't uh, usually celebrate the fupa. Which maybe in that yeah. way we and should was, be like, wow, that's brave of James. But uh, thank you for representing the fupas yeah, everywhere. We need more representation. But like maybe the world's not ready for that yet. I don't think the world's ready for that, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. And then we had Candy who did all these like triangles like things. it was cool it was a really cool outfit i liked it uh and it was like a nice take on the original as well um and i think i liked it even more um when we saw her in untucked and just to see her hanging out <laughs> in the back of that fucking hilarious yes love that just to really real because that's when you really realize what the fuck she's wearing you know yeah. 
like that's clothes it's yeah. so funny it was funny but no this is great yeah and then we had jessica who had like the purple like silk um outfit instantly recognizable as grace jones i think suddenly she has makeup skills where have he's been hiding <laughs> I know. I said the same thing. Cause also, like, she really pulled off the Grace Jones look. I was yeah. Like, this time I was like, whoa! I would see this as Grace Jones. Like, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Who did your makeup, bitch? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I have to. I have to admit, I I thought this was good. I thought this was really good. Um. Then we had Lala, who had this like black vinyl, uh, with a giant bow on her head. I love this i loved this too i am and mad at the judges for this one yeah and i don't know uh, they didn't like this they didn't think it was that good yeah and i i've heard that other places and so i don't agree yeah you and i agree lala you're perfect and lala and uh we're against the rest of the world no i loved this i thought yeah. she was fucking great to the point where the second she walked out i was like yes you know mm-hmm. i don't know i even heard someone dogging on the chin strap and i'm like what's i don't i don't see a problem with it yes i even think it's kind of fun yeah i liked it um and then we had who's next alexis i don't remember alexis you don't remember alexis well then wait i will pause and pull up a picture because alexis fucking slay i just have that it's like the best one so far and now i'm like blanking okay look at our twitter because i retweeted a picture of her today and then while you do that i'll talk to talk about it okay this is another reason why alexis should have won because alexis Alexis fucking killed this. Um, and Alexis was exuding Grace Jones and not in any. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. And like that, like that's impressive. Yes. To look nothing like, like Grace Jones. And yet I look at you and I immediately know this is a Grace Jones. Look. Like that's fucking cool. Like she yes. did great. And it was an awesome look yeah and especially par- like it was she, she so just well. i feel like she really obviously should have won she just yeah, like really really obviously should have won at the These- time we don't know are they judging the maxi challenge are they judging the runway are they taking both into consideration because that's not all what they it's, they're not consistent yeah. with how they're judging but based on both alexis was great yeah and lala was great yeah, um, and that's why I thought they they should have been in the top two, but I really thought Alexis clearly won this. Yeah. Um, and I think she sh- probably she lost it for herself with her personality. Yeah, which I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and then lastly, we had Jimbo, who had that like black corset, uh, garment gown thing, and a hat made of hair. Oh yeah. This I I didn't think Jimbo killed it honestly. I did. I wasn't the biggest fan of the hair hat, but I wasn't. And I I love the dress. I wasn't a big fan of the makeup. I thought the makeup made her look seventy years old. I will say Jimbo's face and not not like Grace Jones is uh, just the way her face takes makeup. I guess or like her structure. Um, I feel like she looks like Jimbo. I'll most of the time it's hard to look like um like when it's like full glam beat and it's not like a funny character thing i don't know she can't okay think about when she had the little like punky look for um i think think it was her first same and maybe it's the the work that has been done but i see i feel like the face is very similar 
I think she is talented enough that she could have done a better job. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, so. That's how you insult someone and praise them all at once, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just expected more from you. I'm disappointed. Um, but, yeah. So then they announce that Candy won the challenge. And. <laughs> yes. Well, first they go, Lala and Rhea Alexis. And I'm like, oh. You're saying they're safe? Because, like, obviously, you know, they. The first two are You're safe. safe. And I was just like, immediately, what the. Yeah, Lala and Jimbo were safe. No, no, no. Alexis. Alexis was safe oh, right wow. off the top. And I'm pretty sure it was Lala, too, right? I know that. I thought Lala and Jimbo and maybe Alexis also was safe, but. Oh, no. Okay, the thing that was most important to me is right off the bat, they were like, Alexis, you're safe, which means we are not giving you credit where credit is due. Well, and Lala I was, was like, also safe well, because I was, I was upset about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I th- I think it was like right off the bat the people I thought were gonna win were like no yeah. they're not going to and then it was like candy and I was like candy mm-hmm. that was honestly my yeah. I was like oh but okay. yeah I think what I had also written down was that Lala got some kind of bad critiques um so I which was surprising oh yeah me. yeah they didn't make Lala safe right off the bat because they kept her and i thought it was to keep her to have so that she would win and then instead she ended up getting critiques and i yeah. was baffled and she was technically in the in the bottom but not bottom i didn't bottom. like that yeah i didn't like it because also yeah because that's what that's the outfit thing they didn't like the outfit um it's like I, I don't like her outfit made, like basically every other week yeah it made no sense to me there are so many other people you could pick on jessica got no critiques yeah um which was surprising to me she got praised for her grace jones i remember that also just like this is the first week i feel like they finally were like actually we do want to judge based off of the runway yeah because before we, they didn't seem to care very much about the. it runway. has been irrelevant yeah. they've been sending people home looking so fucking fabulous because it has mm-hmm. all been based off of the main challenge. challenge and this time it was like oh the runway is gonna determine this um, Although, if that were actually true, Alexis would have won. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I speak the truth <laughs> even when no one wants to hear it except for Alexis. I am. Yeah. Are you listening? Just <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the bottom, we have, which was maybe not as much of a surprise to me uh, anymore, Kahana. Yeah. Um, Although, I didn't feel like she deserved it. But then it's like, who else? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um. So I wasn't surprised by that. And then I mean, I could say, I would easily say who else would well, be I could say who else except who I mean, I think Jessica should have been in the bottom. But not with James. James should not be in the bottom. No. J- Jessica and Kahana, sure. James um, and Kahana? No. No, I, I would have put I mean, I guess I get why cause if they're like, "Oh, the runway is the decider." Yeah, James's runway wasn't good, but James's performance was good. I know I would have put Jessica in the bottom. And I'm like, who else would I have put in the bottom? I feel like I've said it already, but now I can't. can't. I would have put Connor in the bottom. I don't think I would have. Um, I don't think I would have put her in the bottom from the from the musical. I just think out of all the musical performance, are you saying you're gonna put Jimbo in the bottom? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, well, Jimbo no. Slater, not on my podcast. You can. I know you would take that elsewhere. Out. Although I'm not gonna edit this, I could edit every, <laughs> I could edit out every rude thing you say and only keep nice stuff. You can edit out all my Jimbo would love to. Um, no, I'm not going to. I mostly edit out me being annoying. Um, and I 
like five percent of it. I got to keep it most of it. Um, okay, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I remember we were even saying this right after it was over. Like, Jesus, how do you judge this? Yeah, they were all so good. Because like now, it's you're just you're picking like the least great of the great and like yeah, that does that is why they're starting to harsh. pull in runway more because it is maybe. getting so hard to judge the maxi challenge because maybe they were all really good yeah but um, um yeah i don't know i could get rid of jessica and yeah, i wouldn't care and Sorry. i just but yeah i i i thought this I thought it was, I don't know, unfair, like, yeah, to I see James like in the bottom for this. Like, Wait, it was sad. Because also, James has been consistently good throughout the season. Yeah. Um. There. So, it was just surprising to me, and I didn't like it, but. And, like, James did, did a, a great job, and, like, it was fun, and, cute, and like, I can, it just felt like it would have been, I don't know, you can even see, little, like, what a mind fuck it would was yeah. for James. And the audience at large. Yes. So then they announced the lip sync assassin of this week, uh, which is Angeria. Um, oh, yeah. I liked her. I, yeah. <laughs> She's great. I had never also, seen her before, we, but I was like, I was into it right off the bat. And also seeing Untucked, they give you a little bit like of a, you know, section in the yeah. untucked, which is always cute. She's cute. I love her energy. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's immediately very cute and so adorable. Yes. Um, and so she goes up against Candy, and this time, uh, because Jimbo has had three lip syncs that she's lost, it's thirty thousand dollars on the line. Um, but I think we both kind of agreed that we thought Nigeria did better. Yeah, kind of the. I think they were both really good. I thought Candy did well. Yeah, I did too. But I thought there were uh, several moments Mm -hmm. where Candy looked. There was like just an awkward or uncomfortable moment Mm -hmm. where, like, yeah, there were plenty of moments where she was serving it and doing well, and then there were just a few moments where she looked like uncomfortable or awkward. Yeah, and and Jerry had none of those ones. It was just killer the whole time. Yeah, and I would have given it to her. Yeah, but it was clearly like. But it was close. This was the night where they wanted to give everything to Candy, obviously. <laughs> yes. So Candy wins $30,000, which also means <sighs> she gets to decide who goes home. And now <laughs> the now we person that they were, didn't have to worry about because it wasn't true what Heidi said. Hmm? Right? Hmm? Hmm? I just can't believe she spent so much time like, I am so offended that anyone would say <laughs> that, that I'm send him I would send her. Yeah. And then the second she gets there, she's like, bitch, our baby James. Bye, James. Even though everyone knows why she did it. Like, uh it's undeniable. And so then she's like, so you've been bitching so much about Heidi telling the truth. Yep. And I'm not even, I'm not even, like, necessarily mad about it just as a strategy. Like... No, I get why you would do it. Because also, yeah. if you keep sending all the good ones home, it's going to be you and people that aren't as good in the top four. And, like, it's the time in the, uh, like, in the season where it starts making sense yeah. to send home your biggest competition. Yeah. At first, yeah, you want to send home the chaff because you want it to be a good season. You don't, you're not trying to compete against people who uh, suck. Yeah. But then once it's all you and other people who are at least as good as you. Yeah. Then it's time to be selfish in your voting. Yeah. Like I get that. 
But then don't be a fucking liar about it and act like all offended and like accusing <laughs> like Heidi never. of. It's like. And then to immediately turn around and be like, yes, I am that bitch and I have been that bitch all along. Yeah. Although I will say, and I don't remember if this is in the real episode or Untucked, but you know how they show the the voting, like yeah. uh, the run through? A lot of them was for James. A lot of the votes were for James. And that's why and I, I think that's thinking that everybody started to shift it, or they had some talk off camera. Yeah. Either they did or, but then what is when I was thinking about like literally it is halfway through the season yeah logically it makes sense for your voting strategy to change now yeah but then don't make me listen to you trying to like pretend that you're not like this just like don't don't make me listen to it Mm -hmm. own the fact that you are a giant bitch and you're here to win okay yeah we already know that yeah we don't even hate that about you no I hate that you're pretending that you're not because it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Just be honest about it. Yeah. You have $30,000. Like, <laughs> yeah. God, what else do you fucking want? You yeah. want us all to think you're nice, too? Yeah. It's too much. I don't think Candy wants us to think she's nice. I, but, I think so. But I guess. Yeah. And you can't have it, Candy. You can't have that. You can have $30,000 and a win, and you can't right. have me also thinking you're nice. Yep. I think you have enough. Yep. Um, you don't have to think I'm nice either. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so unexpected little twist for this episode. Passionate episode. Yes, we did also have the fame game. I will say I was not that impressed with the fame game this this time around. Um, I think Darian is still winning. I think so too. I think Darian did the best. I was surprisingly more of a fan of Kasha's outfit this time from the front. From the front, not the back. We liked it from the front, and we then she like, turned oh around god. and was like, and then she turned around and I was like, oh my god. Oh, I uh, retract. I retract my support. Yeah, but also it's like at this point, how many bodysuits does Nasha own? Yeah, <laughs> it's every. We every get week. it. You work out. We get it. You have a good. You butt, do Pilates. I don't and care. And you like sequin bodysuits, but like, come on. Yeah. Um, and then Monica's. I think it's just. It's really sad, but Monica has really shown every single week why she went home first. I know. She's like, it's just not as this this thing was right actually. I yeah, wasn't like, ready I to be here. Think what you have to take into consideration. I mean, I think for her that's true, but for someone like Kasha or Darian, the fame game is a fashion only challenge. She's like Kahana. Yes. Can you imagine Kahana in the fame game? She would win. Yes, and I think it's also I, I do want to give this credit to monica is that this is so much about money and it is so unaffordable and monica is a normal person to a much greater extent than than most of these people yeah and um and it it's like unfair to well it's like like if I, we were to go on Drag Race, like, we don't have the money for yeah. costumes. It doesn't matter how fucking great my imagination is and, like, what yeah, I could see in my head. Execute it. Because, like, there's no way like, I, I could afford to... on outfits, you know? Yeah. And even if I start taking sewing classes and it turns out I'm a fucking whiz at it, like, it's, it doesn't matter. There's no way I can afford to compete on that level, and I don't think Monica could, and that is a little sad. And Yeah, it, it's just hard to see, like, that she could if she had the money. Yeah, maybe we need to have, like, drag race poor people. <laughs> poor. 
budget edition. <laughs> that would be, I would watch that 100%. I might, I would maybe actually try and sign up. <laughs> for the budget. Like, this is for me. I'd be like, is it also like chronically <laughs> ill and neurodivergent and like yes maybe insane also like do we get mental health days is what i'm asking <laughs> no okay um then but never yeah. mind i still can't do it um but yeah like, so that was the the episode um <sighs> a lot of a lot of drama and emotions a lot of feelings but um thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed it if you want to say more from us you can check out our social media at erica and frida um you should also check out eric's podcast um aliens watching reality tv um, frida was on the last episode of i it. was on the last episode so you know if you want to hear more of us talk about other stuff you should go there um uh, but it's also a great podcast for anything reality tv related so i think if you like this you'd probably like eric's podcast as well um, unless you liked this in spite of me <laughs> well like this is an extreme if you're gay, like i listen to extremely gay for frida gay and i fucking wish erica wasn't about reality tv that happens to be gay you also we kept gay reality right yeah. now so just like if you uh, attempt to only listen when frida's talking and you try to close yours when i'm talking then yeah you, you're not gonna like mine um uh, but yeah but that would be hard because i interrupt you a lot actually my mom did listen to this podcast and she was that like was one, her one she was like i love you so much but you should really try and interrupt frida let less. me speak it's my pot oh my God, <laughs> uh but yeah if you want to follow us on our individual <laughs> social media we're at erica or we're at erica frida we're at i'm at hey it's frida hey with a j and erica is at erica heidewald and i can't speak anymore because i'm too tired so we're gonna go and we'll see you next yes week. it's Bye. time to get out of here Bye. Bye.